The champ is here. We will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here. I must be the greatest. The champ is here. I'm gonna continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will I not, not lose. lose. Yes, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. MH. He is the DB of the show, and we are Black in Sports, where we're giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble. Today, we're bringing you back in the locker room where we talk about the topics in and around the game. And today, we're going to talk about Last Chance You Part 2. All right, we got a little special guest here today, so we had to uh, import him in. So, Miles, you ready to do this? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so, our special guest today is none other than Caleb Hayes. Man, how you doing today, Caleb? Good, 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 good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely, man. So, we're doing a special show. We did the Last Chance You um, Netflix special that talked about JUCO, and we did the part one, and then we got to talking. You know, Miles like, yo, my brother played JUCO, man. We need to get his his perspective, you know, because uh, also we've heard that last chance you is moving off of football and getting to basketball, so we definitely want to get that perspective. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about you, man, where you played, and your background. Um, I started off my uh, college career at Georgia Perimeter College, small little. College in Decatur, Georgia, off of Flash Shows Road, where T.I. from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> after that, I went to Life University. Uh, back to my JUCO years. Uh, I was uh, my freshman year. I was one of the only players, my freshman and sophomore year, because I didn't to JUCO. My freshman year, I led, I was top 10 in the country in assists in JUCO. And then going to my sophomore year, I was top 10 in the country in skills. Um, they used to call my you know, my coach Alfred Barney. Uh, they called him the the Phil Jackson of the GC uh, AA. Uh, so I definitely played at a powerhouse JUCO. Mm-hmm. I definitely played against uh, some very 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 good talented guys. Um, we'll probably get back into that later on in the questions, but uh, yeah, that's about it. So you little was humble with it. You was an all star there, man. You know, you was doing you was doing crazy things <laughs> down there. All right. Yeah, I, I was was. I was playing amongst a lot of all stars. Facts, facts. Playing amongst a lot of other guys also. Okay, so I mean, it's just it's just it's just bloodlines, right, Caleb? That's just what it is. Oh, here <laughs> we go. Just, those five letters. <laughs> <laughs> just those five letters. I hear you, bro. Well, I thought just that shit skipped a generation sometimes, right? What do you, what do you no, mean? no. I mean, the only thing that's skipping is our hairline. I got, I got the, I got the music. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that's the only thing that's skipping. So, all right, Kale. So, on last chance, you the last one we've talked about with Laney. We was talking about, um, just it, it seemed like a normal junior college, I guess. You know, prior to the other ones at, um. The, the previous seasons of it, there was like, you know, the Florida State kickback and this dude went to Penn State and this dude and the coach was a little crazy and stuff like that. Not as Hollywood. Yeah, so this one was, seemed a little more normal, this last one, Laney College. So from your experience, basketball-wise, um, just talk to me about that first feeling when you rolled up to campus and said, okay, well, I got to take this junior college route. I'm rolling up to campus. What was that feeling like? How, how did you feel? What, what was that like? Um, uneasy. It's that uneasy for sure. Uh, 
before I was even getting into that route, I definitely knew I knew what I was getting into as far as where I was going and everything. Like if um, Georgia Perimeter used to be a place where um, kind of back in the day, maybe in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, place where all the NBA guys used to come and do definitely all the NBA guys from Georgia. So you get the, the New Wins, all those guys okay. used to come and do all their all their summer workouts there. So um, when I got there, or my my going into my freshman year there, um, my recruiting trip was a month like semi pro guys and obviously guys I was already there, but it was I, they weren't there to like try out or anything. These guys were just there working on their art. Semi pro guys and pro guys from overseas, they're just there working on the game because uh, that's what they, that's just what they did. Um, that's just where that's where, where where it was the hoop for the summer as far as where uh, as far as competition. And yeah, to get get some run um, right with some some decent level right, talent. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So rolling in to it, uh, <laughs> it was just so crazy for me because uh, I had an apartment in Georgia already from my senior year of high school. Uh, thanks to the big bro, uh, <laughs> I had an apartment in my nice. senior year of high school. I mean, uh, the the business one thing didn't work out because of grades, whatever. But when I got to the JUCO team. Um, I wasn't really, I was supposed to, I was like the, I was going to say the 13th guy, you know, uh, me and my, me and my old college teammate, we always laugh how I remember the first scrimmage, first scrimmage I ever had, I got picked after this guy named George Wood and I used to put George out there and block like that. But George is a six, he was a six, eight guy that went to Oregon, but he didn't play on the team. He just went to Oregon. <laughs> uh, and he had, came, <laughs> so he had came, came to Georgia perimeter after Oregon or wherever. And he was a graduate. So he had, like, he was one of those guys. I'm not I'm not sure why he was there to the perimeter. He had already went, like, two years at Oregon or something. And he had man so for him to come too, to right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he was definitely grown man. He grown man. But uh, <laughs> I remember they picked the first teams, and he was like, all right, Kelly, you got next. And I was like, dang. And I was this in my head, as we just talked about being Hayes, I'm, you don't get picked last. That's not something that <laughs> – <laughs> That's not something that that's natural for us. So that just kind of just like slapped me in my face. And then when I finally got on the court, uh, another freshman that was uh, came in the same time as me, uh, this guy named um, Akeem Rolak. And he was like all state in Florida and everything. But he went to a smaller school in Florida. Okay. But I had a big head going into my freshman year because I was, I had just was top, top five in the state of Georgia scoring as far as points per game. And that's all I cared about. I averaged 31.5 points. And that's what I was going in. That's what that's what I was going in with college. I'm like, hey, Damn. I'm a premier. I was a premier scorer, but at the same time, going to college at a premier score at five ten, uh, soaking with 145 pounds. If that, you know, it's not really needed. So I remember when I first got there. Coach Barney told me, "Hey, you're not here to score." Uh, we had guys all around. We had uh, all kind of Division One guys. The guys that transferred from Division One, guys that were supposed to be going to Division One. So all said like that. So. But my first moment, as Miles said, uh, that I realized I was on the college campus, there was a guy named Luca Basta. He played for Red Star. Um, that's a professional team in Serbia. He played for Red Star. You know, I only reason he was at JUCO because he couldn't go straight to Division One for a professional. Um, but this guy was a 6'8", power forward, and he went baseline and did like a reverse reverse dunk. And I'm like, man, this is, you know, this is college basketball here. <laughs> that, was kind of my, that was kind of my big moment. But when I got on the court uh, – didn't really hoop that well, and uh, it was just <laughs> just kind of call call my dad. I was like, I don't know if it's college route for me. <laughs> everyone, everyone was good. Everyone was fast, uh, super athletic. So it was just kind of just a, a experience for me. It was just like, 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 dang! I thought I was coming to JUCO to dominate, but it definitely wasn't like that. Uh, definitely 
known as Juco is going through as far as like being a powerhouse. Right. So how did you determine that was the JUCO? Like, is there a recruit process? Like, how, how did that go? You there? Uh, oh. <laughs> as far as, uh, as, far as, recruiting, as, far as the recruiting process? Yeah, like, how was it that determined that that was where you were going to go? You know what I mean? Like, when, um, when you go through that JUCO well, process? Most, most, yeah, most part, definitely, most guys, it's usually, I would, I would think definitely, uh, it's, a, it's a last resort. If you go to one of the smaller JUCOs that, that isn't playing anybody, that, you know, that you get the JUCOs that people just go in there to play, like kind of like a rec center type thing. Uh, you get wow. those type of JUCOs. But, okay. <laughs> uh, in my, in, in my, in my uh, experiment, experience, um, it was the last resort. I was getting recruited by a lot of Division ones, Georgia State, Georgia State, um, South Alabama, Division Two. I was getting recruited by a lot of Division One and Division Two, and then after those SAT scores came out, all those schools come after you, huh? Exactly. There was a couple <laughs> schools they preferred walk on, blah blah blah. But I, I want to play. I want to play college basketball. This one, I really wasn't trying to sit out or do anything like that. Right. So uh, it's like a last resort thing type, type thing. Uh, my my college coach. He uh, knew about George Pyramid. He was close. Actually, his, his uh, assistant coach at that time, I think they were seven maybe or something. But um, he knew about George Pyramid. He told me about George Pyramid. told me history about it. Um, and I finally took a recruiting kid there. And I was like, all right, if this is my, this is where I got to go. I'm, I'm fine with it. I didn't really want to go. At that time, prep schools weren't really a, I think, yeah. as, big as, they are, as big as they are now. Right. But I was 2011, when I was coming out. They were they were something, but you know, if you're going to prep school, you're going to the Oak Hills and the, the Montrose Christian. Nowadays, you can go to a prep school any anywhere. But yeah. I guess that's that's the same as that line of JUCO because uh, you can go to a JUCO anywhere. But as far as exposure to get to that next level, that that's the that's what you're. If you want to turn this, that's what you're trying to choose your JUCOs from. So, my perspective, I was just going to JUCO to see the coach. Uh, the style of play and all that and then once I got there and I saw the talent level and I saw nine people that I was transferred from Division 1 we had two people that were playing that played professional in Serbia and they were playing there so we had the talent so I knew the exposure was going to be there uh, so when I actually got there fast forward a little bit during like summer workouts and stuff we had coaches like Mark Few when his, uh, Mark Few was coming to the practices uh-huh. Uh, the coach, the coach at the time, Auburn. I'm not sure who it was at the time. It was a black guy, but he was uh, he was coming to the practice. So we had guys, coach at South Florida, was coming to the practice. So we had exposure. So I knew for a fact once I got there and I started seeing it now, it's like, oh, this is going to be a, gotcha. a good two years. So I'm glad you touched on that last part, that two years. So here, here's the thing about junior college that I don't know um, that I'm interested to. To see. So sometimes when you go to a, a four year college and you're not one of the one and done guys, or if you're going to play football and you know you're going to be there for at, you know, at least three years, that freshman year is like, all right, I might be playing, I might be balling, but there's another developmental time. Like, here, I got sophomore year. I feel like at junior college, when you get there, it's like, like, I need to be playing because sophomore year, I need to be getting the hell up out of here, going to another school. And then when you get to another school, it's like you need to be playing because you're a junior. Right. So it's, it yeah. feels like it's always like kind of like a like a rush in a little bit. What, did, do you ever feel like that of a, like a rush mentally and a rush with your game trying to get, you know, to the next part of your, your, yeah, your that's career? A, yeah, that's a great question. Um, and so 
this again, this is in my experience. I know there's there's the Brazilian JUCOs, but I know for a fact the powerhouse JUCOs or the the the, the ones that are producing Division One at a high rate. Um, you go there more so as a high schooler and going into your session, you're going there is like, yeah, I need to produce logic, blah, blah, blah. As the season starts and as you start to see, um, if you get to Hutchinson, Kansas, everyone on that team usually is going to, <laughs> going to get a next look on that level. That's because that's going to, you're, if you're in Hutchinson, I mean, you're a powerhouse Juco. That's just mm-hmm. kind of how it is. Like I said, uh, we were playing teams like Chipola College in Northwest Florida. Uh, I'm not sure if I heard of a guy named Chris Jones. He played alongside with uh, Russ Smith at Louisville. And um, he had some legal troubles, but he was going that the, that draft year after Russell the next year he was supposed to be <laughs> top. I want to say a lot of pick, and this is no crazy, this is no bull. He was supposed to be a lot of pick, but had some legal troubles, uh, you know, received and everything like that. But he's still hooping right now. But uh, we were playing powerhouse team. So uh, once you get there, I mean, if you you're always in a rush, yeah. But at the same time. Uh, once you you know you get to Hudson, Kansas, that's where the national championships are, mm-hmm. national tournament. Uh, you're going to get that exposure. So if you're uh, winning games and you, you win your your, your 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 state championship, if you get to Hutch, most nine times out of ten, everyone that's producing on their team is going to get um, a look on that that next level. So what's crazy about that is we, my team, my freshman year, um, we went. We lost three games my freshman year. We went uh, went on a 26 game win streak or something crazy. It was the most in ever in GCAA history um, as far as a win streak, and we ended up losing in the state championship. And my, I think Miles was there that freshman year, but we lost in the state championship, and uh, we didn't go to Hutchinson, Kansas. But the King Gordon that went to Hutchinson, Kansas, uh, <laughs> their guy, one of their guys, had went ended up going to Michigan State. So it's it's kind of like that type of stuff. If you get to Hutch. You get there, like we had. We had all the, we had coaches, and we had guys that go, went to uh, uh, South Florida and uh, Florida A and M, uh, and couple other Division One schools after they went to GTC. But uh, like, if you get to that national that national level, usually everyone that's going to be producing gets a look. That's and that's and that's, and that's that's dope because you put me on game on there because I didn't even I, I didn't I, I was thinking like like. Honestly, is is their team success in JUCO? Or are they like, look, man, I gotta get, I gotta get thirty points. You better score on those passes, um, because I need ten assists. I need two point five steals because I'm trying to get up out of here. So I didn't know that there was yeah, like so, some real team goals that helped you get to where you need to get to. So that is that's yeah, dope. and, then, and, I, and I, play, I played in both. I played in both kind of like mindsets because my freshman year going, in, I was a freshman guy, and the coach ended up giving me the keys. To the, to the start, so I started every game that freshman year. But um, all the sophomores there, they were on some type stuff like, "Coach, don't put me in unless Caleb, Caleb, Caleb's playing," because they knew that I was trying to get everybody involved. I'm trying to win basketball games, and that that's everybody's ultimate goal at that first my freshman year was to win basketball games. Yeah. But then I go to my sophomore year, me being the oldest guy on the team. Yeah, freshmen coming in, they're like, "Oh, I want to average this and that," and I'm trying to tell them, "Like, no, if that's not we're gonna get looks. If we, <laughs> if you guys like, I, at that time, I already had people calling me, so I really wasn't worried about looks. I'm, I was more worried about me getting the ring. Mm-hmm. These guys, freshmen, I was there was only two sophomores on the team at that time. Mm-hmm. We got guys coming in, and oh, I want to do this and that. So I did play on both sides of the of the scale. You definitely got a guy coming in, and it's just more so the 
the flip of the coin. Yeah. Okay. Now, do they with that? I mean, isn't that part of being recruited, right? Because you're still doing this to get to the next level. So you have to have certain certain amount of film or like, is he coachable and all of that stuff. So um, do the coaches help with that or do they see that or do they, you know, like you said, you play both sides, right? But is it like yeah, understanding so, once you get assigned that role? Because like you said, the first role you got was the keys, but then the second role, you know, you had to change it up. So, so do the uh, the coaches support that? Uh, usually, uh, I know my coaches. <laughs> I know my coaches uh, definitely did. I know my coaches had. Uh, I had my assistant coach. He was mostly the main one that was kind of, I want to say, around my recruiting. Okay. But uh, at the same time, it goes. I think it's a little bit. I want to say a little bit more controlled than it was in high school because my coach in high school was just more so. Hey, you, you, we're going to get you in the school. He, he, he picked out some schools for me to get, but. That, he want, that I wanted to look at, you know, trying to get me in those schools. But the, um, out of Juco, it was more so, starting that coach, coaches had a pipeline of schools that they wanted people to go out of if it wasn't going to go to, like, these big schools that's coming in. So, like, we had a guy, my, my first year that went to Southwest, but we had Gonzaga and everybody in, and he was supposed to be, he was number, maybe, like, number eight Juco player in the uh, in the nation, uh-huh. we had all kinds of. But if it wasn't one of those, if it was you weren't one of those guys, which I wasn't, I was I was a very good player. So I had Division twos and some small Division ones. But he wanted to control where the Division twos and Division ones were. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was there were a lot in Georgia. There was gotcha. some in South Carolina. So I remember I went up going to a uh, recruiting trip at Southern Arkansas Division two in Magnolia, Arkansas. And uh, when I got back, where? he hold was on, hold on, yeah, that's the Magnolia. <laughs> <laughs> Woody. <laughs> so Magnolia, I tell you this: you get you you get to the airport in uh, Little Rock, and you have to drive two hours to Magnolia, Arkansas. So it was literally the closest store was literally like maybe an hour. I'm in on recruiting trip. He said, "You got we're going to get all your stuff here," and then because there's no stores closed, it was literally just the college campus in the middle of nowhere. I had really good support from the farmers or whatever else around, but. <laughs> <laughs> You gonna know, get tomatoes? <laughs> but, but I remember I got I got back from uh, Southern Arkansas, and uh, the assistant coach he was heated on some like on some daddy type stuff like oh why you didn't tell me where you where you going on a trip and I'm, I'm not, in my mind I'm thinking like at this point I'm a grown man uh, <laughs> right. I had a child on the way at this time so I'm, in my mind I'm just I need to get to school like I don't need to you don't need to be trying to put your hands where I'm going to school I'm just trying to go to school. Uh, and get to the next level, but he was he was really upset, and he was. I remember on recruiting trips that he would want me to go to, he would come back all happy. But a lot of recruiting trips that I was set up, our assistant coaches would call me, um, and he never he never talked shade on me when the coaches would would call him. But right. a lot of those coaches that a lot of those trips I went to my sophomore year, and a lot of those uh, other schools that weren't like in the Georgia area and everything like that, and I was kind of just coordinating with. Uh, he used to get upset with, and, I was, and I'm kind of like. You know, on some like on some other things, like I guess it was type stuff, like oh, I put this player here, or you know, well, it's that low. Key, like it, it's that low key handler stuff, though, right? Like all of this, like hoop, like no other has the back end where, hey, I'm funneling people this way if I'm this shoe company or if I'm you know this uh, AAU player, things like that, man. So it seems like it had a little bit of that action going on. Exactly, it, it was. So it was. It's. It, I, I didn't feel like it was as. Uh, as pure as it was from high school, 
Gotcha. And again, like and again, at the coaches from the next level, you're dealing with grown men at this point. At the, you know, sophomores and, and a lot of dudes coming out of JUCO, like they come in situations like like I have a, I had a child, but you see that on last chance you, you got dudes that have kids and <laughs> other real life situations that they're worried about. That was the funniest Most part of Last see. Chance. You this last one, uh, <laughs> that, uh big, big, big Tony, Samoan big, big Samoan. They like, hey, your kids can't come in here. They're like, I know, I'm, I know it. This, <laughs> I'm just trying to turn this paper in. Damn. Can, can I turn my paper in? She's like, yeah, but I know, but you got to get them kids out of here. <laughs> and, and, but it's like that. So and that's what you that's what you get in in JUCO. And I play that I play that NAIA too. But it's, it's the same thing. You you get you get grown men with real life, and that's why I always tell people like if they you got out of junior college school. Uh, if I ever meet anybody that went to a JUCO and uh, they talk to me, or if I re- recognize a JUCO they went to, uh-huh. like if you're living and you're doing good for yourself, I respect it because you. It's another. It's a different. <laughs> it's a different. I feel like it's more close to what they had on the last season of Last Chance U versus what this peer season is. Like I, I've heard some stories. I, I, I have stories. Like so, <laughs> JUCO is literally. It's it, it, it's made for men. It's literally like a different. I feel like it's a different type of. I put hair on your chest. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think that's a great yeah, statement for sure. I, I, it's, it's, it's not as pure as college at all. It's are not it's college, but not as pure as those Division ones. And so, so yeah, give me give me a quick story that, that that you won't be embarrassed by too much. Give me a quick story about JUCO life. Like, is you know they all in those little small towns. So it's like, uh we all had to meet at this church's chicken or okay, quick story, okay, and Street okay, Walmart or something. So, yeah. This is a quick one. And this is the location of where my JUCO was. Um, <laughs> uh, we we had a guy in my in my sophomore year. We had a guy from uh, Newton County, Georgia. And that's like suburbs, nice. He's a, he's a black guy, but he he's a privileged black guy. So he went to a nice school. Uh, probably my only one of the amongst blacks amongst a lot of white people at his school. So you know. He was one of the, one of those type of guys, privilege. He, uh, Carlton. his name was, uh, I'm not going to say his name. He was one of those fresh, he was one of those fresh <laughs> <laughs> No, exactly. Yeah, he was definitely that. But, uh, six, seven athletic kid. So he was a, and definitely probably got a lot of oohs and Zion oohs and ahs in high school type guy, you know? Okay. Uh, Duncan. And so he was one of those type of kids. I always had a fresh lineup. Um, always was just a Chris, always had Jordans on, everything like that. But I remember one day we were, uh, I was the only one. My sophomore year on the team I had a car. I had a Nissan Maxima, uh, 1998. Get them. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's terrible. But, uh, we went to Sonic on Flash Shows Road. And you can do some research on Flash Shows, like I said, in Decatur, Georgia. That's where, that's where T.I. is from. So we went to Sonic on Flash Shows and, uh, Shane had all his little gold necklace. And this is, just a regular Sunday night and he had his necklaces on and he's one of those type kids get dressed up to go to Sonic. But he had his fresh stuff on and uh we're sitting out we're sitting out in a little Sonic a little lobby type thing and some junkie dude comes up to us and he's like, Hey man, let me show you some magic some magic tricks <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're sitting there, we're all chilling, just laughing, just chilling. And this dude Shane wants to get into this like he wants to actually like, oh see what this guy's doing. So fast forward, this dude ends up like bullying Shane and just grabbing his gold chain and just taking it. And so at this moment, we're all like, like we we're not we're not trying to like fight this junk or anything. But Shane's kind of like crying to us like, oh, hey guys, man, my mama gave me that chain. Exactly the same thing. Like my grandmama gave me that chain. 
and we're sitting there like we're sitting there just like busting out like dying. But usually, when you hear universities and colleges like they're put in in in, in better better towns like Georgia Perimeter, you'll turn on Flashover Road and you'll see a building. It wasn't like a, a campus, a mm-hmm. building, you know, a big big you know, big old building right. had a, a gym and then a big old building. That's where Georgia Perimeter was, but it was in the middle of the hood. We used to get our haircuts. Uh, by the fish fry spot that was at the gas station, <laughs> walked across like right across the street from the. So it was it's it's definitely not your college university type. You you're gonna get to your community colleges that are, that are more kind of set up like a actual university, but uh definitely the juco I was at it was definitely uh smack dab in the hood. We lived our 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 athletic housing. It was uh us, <laughs> it was us amongst uh just some regular hood civilians. <laughs> and it, and so, like, we didn't live in a college apartment, if that makes any sense. Like, we lived a mile away from, or two miles away from the school, but it was just in a random gated community. Man, you sound like Lady College over there, boy. <laughs> yeah, where the, where the gate was always broke, but they had to, we had the dudes that was, we had the dudes trapping out of, uh, at apartment A and B, so it wasn't like a college dorm or college apartment. You weren't walking out seeing people, and no, you were walking out seeing maybe your teammates and other people. Uh, walking their pit bulls and stuff. So it was literally like, <laughs> it was definitely one of, it was all, definitely, definitely, definitely different. And all definitely you needed different. was, uh, uh, what was her, what was the girl that, uh, she do hair, do baby nails, babysit all baby the, D. Hey, baby D. <laughs> That's all I you needed. Right? I guarantee, I guarantee there was a baby D in that apartment. <laughs> guarantee. There's no, no, it's all the 2000 snacks. All the yeah, no, no, with that, glitter that, and sprinkles we, in we, it, nigga. Literally lived in the middle. Of, literally lived in the middle of just the hood and amongst amongst, amongst regular civilians. Oh man! So, what do you think? Um, last chance, you the JUCO edition would look like basketball. You know what I mean? Because like they had the you know they followed a couple players. What do you think would stand out? Uh. I think they already they have a good point, a uh, good spotlight on the struggle, but I think I think in football you don't get to see, and definitely like in these football clips that they have on last year, you don't get to see the, the talent level. Mm. Um, oh, that's a great point. It's scary. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like the, the the people I was playing with and, and, and people I saw in, in through my JUCO years, it was just like man, like, and you you know like. They all have reasons why they're JUCOs. Like they're all slipped the cracks. You know, none of them are there because they got recruited by a JUCO. They're all there because they either got kicked out of Division One or mm-hmm. grades were bad or something off the wall. But I think the thing that people will see is the the, the talent. It's and that's another thing about college basketball in general. You got. I think I might have heard it. One of you guys yes was saying about uh, the talent level of like different levels. Like there was a. <laughs> You got guys that I don't want to go to this school because it's not Division One, or I don't want to go to this school because it's not in ACC or blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. There was a Division One in Georgia, Georgia State, that you know, you know, you tune up games that you play and go beat up on people. They refused to play against us because they knew <laughs> they would beat us. So two years previous, uh, GPC lost to Georgia State by six six points or something like that. Mm-hmm. So my freshman year, they was like, we won't we won't play you guys because it, it may be a loss. I mean, you don't want to lose to JUCO right. at a Division One your first your little two game, but it's I think the talent level that that people see, I think that's more so what you you, you what people people will be surprised about. You you see really good guys, and there's guys that's been over the time period has been uh, 
go straight pro from JUCO. And we had a guy, Chris Jones, the, same, uh, the, uh, the guy I was talking about. Uh-huh. Uh, he ended up uh, having, he had, my freshman had college agent, uh, not college agent, NBA agent at the game. So, <laughs> like, not college coaches, he had agents. Agents. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> no, that. So, yeah, I think. It's, it's I think the talent level when people see that it's like man it, it's a different you see some some good some really good talent like said we had a professional on our team Luca Bossa that played for Red Star that's the same team that Eon definitely played for mm-hmm. I'm not sure you guys know who that is but yep. he definitely used to play for the Wizards a couple couple years ago but Flattery, they're on the same exact right? yeah exactly they're on the same professional basketball team in Serbia and this guy was on, my roommate so yeah. <laughs> I think the JUCO I think the talent level of people see when they hear JUCO they like. Some people look look frowned down upon it. And to be honest, sometimes I do. Like there's some community colleges that I hear, and it's like you're just wasting your time going there. But if you're going to those good ones like they had that on these TVs and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, most times, nine times out of ten, you see some extreme talent. Actually, there's a guy that goes to uh, Life that's from EMCC, the school that they just had a couple uh, seasons before. That. Yeah. yeah, he played basketball, but he goes to Life now, and this guy was all all everything and. In uh, in college, in college and high school, so I think the talent level people see, I think that's what they'd be most surprised about. I think that's a that's a really good point because I always say like it's hard for me to look at the little, you know, highlights that they try to do on you know football last chance. You and I'm like, well, I mean, I see that South Carolina is there, but I can't even tell if he's good. Like. The, they kept exactly. saying they kept exactly. saying like uh, even with the guys last with the Malik Henry guy, you couldn't really tell if he right, was really on the right. last season. Like he. Yeah, he looks like he could throw the ball, but is he really yeah. breaking down reads or what quarterbacks really do on the next level? So, yeah, you, I don't really think you can see it in football. Yeah, that's a good point. I think basketball is probably easier to kind of see, like, oh, okay, this dude got game because, I mean, LaMelo Ball's about to get drafted number one, and we've all probably just seen him on YouTube. Like, nobody's really seen exactly. him play. <laughs> right, so. Right, exactly. And and I always think about what's crazy, and, and you want to rewind back to your college days or your high school days. Rewind back you had a guy that you saw us talk about that was going to go JUCO, and he was one of the most athletic dudes that yeah. you've seen in your life with Aramis or whatever the guys were. So, so yeah, Q Wallen. You, you, know, you know, Q Wallen and people. So, you know, they're one of the, some of the most athletic guys that I've personally seen in my life. It's, it's in the running back position. So, you see the talent level, I think that's what most people will be like, surprised about. Yeah, shout out to them because they put me in college. I mean, the, all those people that was there at their games, they had to see <laughs> they had to little see number you, nine right? somewhere. Like, I just had to make a couple <laughs> right. plays. That's of, it. Speaking of, remember, I was just talking about people coming to the West Main. Oh, that was right. Uh, Rob used to come to our uh, come to the summer workouts all the time. Covington, Rob, all all every every summer. Who every summer used to be there. Covington, Robert Covington, thirty three from the Rockets. Oh, he need to make a jump shot. I, I know, I know you. He, but yeah. But, yeah, he used to always be in, he used to always be in the gym with us. Always carrying, carrying that same dude, the same dude that got his chain snatched. Same dude. <laughs> he carrying him. He'd be lighting him up in the summer. <laughs> well, hey, man, this has been amazing. And I think you hit it. They should call you to help you cast. You'll get you another bag, man. Get you to help cast that show. Because I think that's something that they'll be able to highlight that they couldn't highlight in football is showing the talent, man. But, uh, no, for sure, for sure. What uh, what we got right now as we sign off is uh, the assist, man. And you know you listen to the show, so just kind of um, a mantra, or words to live by, or you know, give us some Papa Hayes wisdom, man. Because I know he be imparting it on y'all. But yeah, drop the drop the assist right here. Um, 
not sure if anybody's ever put this one out there, but just live it every day to your fullest, man. Don't, I feel like uh, there are a lot of people that just don't get to live their life to the fullest and, and experience uh, life every single day. And you're ble- if you, you wake up, it's just a blessing to, to experience life and have breath in your, your system. So enjoy life every day and enjoy just being alive and then just love life. I love it, man. I'm gonna send that to Paul George, by the way. Uh, that's that's for a different exactly, subject. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate I hate seeing stuff like that. Like, yeah. dude, you're, you're playing you're playing the game that you love in the bubble. Like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going around, but just love life, man. You're like, what 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 else could you be asking for right now? You yeah. know, yeah, count you're your waking up family and stuff, yeah. but count your blessings, man. There's you don't you don't you don't you don't get a you don't get a lot of stuff like that, like just so you like you said, count count your blessings. And if he is going through something, man, he can get the help. You know, they they, they have that there for exactly. him, and and he has the resources to get that help. So yeah, live exactly. live life every day. Like, like you guys are talking about mental, um, there's a lot of people that don't have that resources that he has. So count your blessings, get get do what you got to do, man, and live life. Yes, and speaking on live life, and definitely want to take a quick time to you know um, say rest in power to Coach uh, John Thompson, man. You know we we lost yes, a sir. we lost a great one for sure. Great one, twenty twenty, definitely a great one. And, and, and I mean it's it's crazy that you bring that up, EJ. You know, Caleb been talking about it. You know, the junior colleges. I mean, the show's name, Last Chance You, and you know one of his claim to fame was getting Allen Iverson a shot, just giving the kid a chance. So. <laughs> Gave his last chance. Gave his last chance. Also, another guy that's big on Juco kids. John Thompson, yep, exactly. That's awesome. I saw a couple of tweets that kept saying, like, I thought John Thompson was, I thought Georgetown was an HBCU, for, like, just so I just <laughs> roster look. And right. I was the same way. You know, when I thought I could hoop yeah, when I was like yeah, 10, I was like, I want to go to Georgetown. Georgetown, <laughs> yeah, that's what I They were talking about it when he was 10 and talking about how, like, how he was probably coaching and, like, black coaching. You look back at it, it's like, man, he definitely, you look, you look at, you remember, you look at his rosters, and he used to be nothing but better. Yep. Absolutely. Well, hey, man, enjoy having you on here, man. I, we really appreciate you, and I'm pretty sure we'll find a way to get you back on, man. So thank you for your time, for sure. man. Thanks for having me, too. Absolutely. So, hey, thank you, the listener, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Um, please share the show and follow us on all of our podcast platforms. We are Black and Sports on everything, and uh, just stay safe. Practice gratitude and know we're rooting for you. Screaming, all us blacks got a sports and entertainment until we even. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. 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 Shoot me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Spat bouts and racks on handmade new rags. Shoot me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. That's everybody from sports to college class to rap and back.